Welcome, Beer, Baseball, and Vines fans. This is episode 17 of our second year of our podcast, and we're doing something a little special today. Uh, we're broadcasting live from Bell Breaker Brewing in beautiful downtown, I guess the suburbs of Moxie here. Yeah. Uh, right in the middle <laughs> Booming of... Booming suburbs. <laughs> right in the middle of the infamous Field 41. We've got Kevin Smith, uh, the uh, head brewer here, at, uh, and one of the owners of Bell Breaker. And uh, our special guest today is uh, Carl Van Evenhoven, uh, Chief Operations Officer for Yakima Chief Hops. And I'm Steve Carpenter, and welcome to another podcast. Uh, what we're going to try to do today, guys, is uh, talk a little bit about Bale Breaker. I, I know that uh, it's uh, our favorite brewery at Yakima <laughs> Chief Hops. Uh, Absolutely. We spend a lot of time out here and uh, talk a little bit about Yakima Chief Hops and our growth and development and Carl's role in that. And uh, Carl will be leaving us for a couple years uh, here in the Valley to uh, spend in Brussels, uh, where he will be overseeing uh, an expansion project that we have going on over there. So, uh, Carl, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about the project and uh, uh, what your plans are. Well, thanks, Steve. First of all, it's a total pleasure to be here at uh, Bell Breaker doing this. Uh, Steve asked me to do the podcast with a little baseball mix then. And like, Steve, I don't watch much baseball anymore these days, <laughs> but uh, and I definitely won't be over in Belgium. But, uh, yeah, we actually move on Monday. So, uh, Alex, when does this uh, air? Monday. Monday. Oh, okay. Well, so the today I'm on a plane, I guess this podcast will air. <laughs> and uh, my wife and and eight-year-old and I are crazy trying to pack for the, the big move. But uh, we've already found a place to live, and we've been renting a, a warehouse and an office over there for over 20 years. And we have a team of employees who take care of all of our European and even beyond Europe, um, but distribute hops, uh, various hop products around Europe. And uh, we've outgrown that that facility and it's about time we build our own and take control of our own destiny so i'll be going over there for a two-year assignment to build all the facilities and i know one of the first things is i'm gonna miss hoppy beers oh, i love yeah. belgian beer but uh <laughs> that's right get we used might to have the to, banana and cloves <laughs> yeah, we might have to figure out a way to send some bail breaker over. oh i'm sure we can we'll just throw it in some uh, pellet boxes and throw it on a container well, well there'll be some going in my suitcase on yeah. one day so that won't last me very long just don't let the TSA know about that. Yeah. You'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, Carl, that's that's a great opportunity for you. Um, I know that uh, – how many years have you been with the company now? Uh, it's 21 years now. Moved here in uh, 98. So your career's old enough to drink then. Absolutely. Nice. You <laughs> stole my line there, Steve. I know. you got to be quick in this business, you know, because oh, it's all live. You, you can't, can't – and Ooh, my beer squeaked the microphone. I'm obviously a novice at this. I'll use yeah. my other hand. You got to, you kind of got to guzzle between uh, your opportunity to talk. But uh, you know, we got Kevin uh, Smith here as well. Uh, Kevin's joined us on a couple of podcasts. Um, and uh, I should mention that normally Mike Gettle, our CEO, joins us, but uh, he's preoccupied today. So uh, we've got uh, a couple of, of pinch hitters for us, if you will. <laughs> And uh, we're here in, in Bell Breaker because uh, in a few minutes we're going to have a big crowd here to kind of help Carl uh, with the send-off and uh, drink a few hoppy beers that uh, hopefully, Carl, you drink yeah. enough where you're not going to miss them too much over the next two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And you'll be back time and time again, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be back for the Fresh Hop Ale Fest. So I'm planning on flying in uh, the last of very end of September, see the tail end of harvest, uh, and then, yeah, go to the Fresh Hop on October 5th. So I've got some prior obligations there to help get that festival set up. That'll be our, I should know this off the top of my head, I think it's our 16th annual uh, fresh hop. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going nice. strong. We had yeah. 6,000 people last year. Yeah. Bale Breaker has done quite well in the, the competition oh, where yeah. the beers are judged because yeah. that's uh, that's an honor because fresh hops are the best damn beers in the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're finicky little beers too. They can, yeah. can be tough to tough to brew but this year we, it's a new location right um, yeah new location down, uh, just down the street a little ways a little bit bigger yep a couple blocks down yeah. bigger uh we can set up better on friday night i'd have to tear down first oh, thing yeah like all night saturday early sunday to yep. make room for the farmer's market so we'll have a little more time to yeah, relax because yeah, it's like building a city of six thousand people in one yeah. night and tearing it down so it's yeah oh yeah it's a lot but it's it's fun and and i should mention too it's uh it is a fundraiser and it yeah it's been pumping in about one hundred twenty thousand yeah, dollars a year awesome. into local nonprofits. so yeah, that's, uh that's that you know that's the best thing about these these festivals is there it's a ton of fun it's fun to make you know make beer for them and fun to fun to enjoy but um really when you when you're raising money for a good cause that's a that's what's a little bit more important kevin it's unfortunate your brewery isn't located closer to a hot field so you can just kind of go out and yeah. get your own fresh I gotta <laughs> ask for favors around town try to find out where we can get some of these <laughs> yeah so going back to bell breaker i know it really feels at yakima chief hops this this is kind of our brewery too we do a lot of events over here and uh looking forward to helping carl celebrate his uh uh uh, next two years, uh, but uh, rarely do we get a chance to kind of highlight Bellbreaker Brewing, and it's past time we do that on this podcast. So, Kevin, tell us a little bit about the history of the brewery, and I, I hope you you tell a little bit about the story of your dad and how he was uh, initially yeah. a little bit skeptical of the whole idea. So, well, uh, yeah, I can I can take the story pretty far back. So I guess uh, when um, my great-grandmother started planting hops, her, her and uh, her husband started planting hops in 1932 out here in the Yakima Valley. Um, and we still have, uh, still grow um, the original field. Um, now field one is about a five-acre field. Um, but so we've always been in, in the hop industry for our, uh, you know, ever since I've been growing up. And um, I started brewing over in Seattle out of college. Um, and uh, my, my sister was working at a winery in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and uh, her and her husband came to me after I'd been brewing for a couple of years at Two Beers Brewing Company and said, you know, hey, let's, let's, start, a, let's start a brewery on the hop, field, or, uh, in, on the hop farmer. Are you interested? And, um, yeah, so I, I was obviously very interested, kind of pitched it to my dad and my brother who run our, all of our farming operations, and they were, they were slightly skeptical. They wanted a little bit more, a little bit more information. They, they didn't want us to do something stupid. And, uh, and actually, at the time, my brother was getting a degree, um, a postgraduate degree from uh, Purdue in Indiana, like a joint program. And for his final project, he actually wrote the business plan for the brewery. Um, Go Boilers. And yeah, right. <laughs> your your yeah. brother Patrick, right? Yeah, my brother yeah, Patrick. Yeah. Pat a little bit. And uh, and after you know, he used the resources from from the school and from his program to. Um, to to kind of show that that we weren't crazy, the, the, we kind of got the ball rolling after that, and so uh, we've we've been open just over six years. Um, kind of focuses on, on hoppy West Coast beers. I mean, although now we're looking to innovate because 
people are loving loving hazy beers, and we spent a lot of effort learning how to make our make our beers clear. So now we're unlearning all of that. Um, but but now it, it's fun. It's been it's been a good ride so far. Yeah. Just don't let the uh, Northwest IPA go away. Yeah. No. No. Know, definitely. That's that's what keeps the lights on. Exactly. Yeah, that's what keeps the lights on around here. Uh, so. Top Cutter has a permanent spot in my kegerator at home, yeah. so I'm up here every once in a while complaining yeah, yeah. that my keg <laughs> leaks. And, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, no, you guys are doing a great job, and that's just uh, evidenced by the phenomenal growth. Uh, how many barrels are you guys up to now? Uh, this year we'll be right around 30,000 barrels. Oh, that's great. kind of what we're on pace for. Yeah. So, uh, My goodness. For a while there, and I think it's continuing, you guys had to knock the one all wall out yeah. to put in more fermentation. Yeah, uh, after about two years in, we, we'd built it knowing that we were eventually going to gonna want to expand. We had originally purchased the 30-barrel brew house, and our, our original location was... Uh, we, we could only get to about 15,000 barrels in that footprint, and so mm -hmm. um, definitely had more brew house capacity. We were kind of thinking it might take, you know, four or five years to get there, but uh, we were ripping the wall down after two, and so um, it was awesome. We are you know, a little, we we're, were growing fast and kind of learning learning as we went, but uh, but yeah, now we're, uh, now we're, we've filled out most of our most of our cellar we've got a little bit of uh, room for growth but uh but right now it's just kind of taking it slow managing yep. existing markets and stuff like that uh, so how much longer before the immovable force or the the irresistible force <laughs> meets the immovable object where you guys need to take more of your dad's hops oh, out to expand yeah. that's going to be a tough one right yeah we might have to find another hop build. i don't know if, uh, if, we'll, if we'll be doing that around here um uh, now ho hopefully we, we've got a little bit more room for growth and, and i think you know the the market the, the craft beer industry is changing like a little bit a little bit different than it was you know 10 years ago where, mm -hmm. where there was a lot of lot of rampant growth and you could you could easily you know or not easily but um but you'd become a big big regional brewer um i don't know if that's necessarily what we're we're going for here we we like our size right now and, sure. and keeping our beer close to home right now we're just basically selling in washington oregon and idaho mm -hmm. um that makes up probably 95 yep. plus percent of what we're doing and that's kind of what what, what we'll stick you know stick to those selling beer where the hops are grown yeah, yeah that's great definitely i remember yeah. when you guys started with a, a 30 60 and a 90 barrel fermenter yeah. and i'm like who in the right mind yeah. buys a 90 <laughs> barrel fermenter to start up and then i think yeah. it was a few months later you're adding a couple adding more a couple and now more, you're yeah. like what do we do with that stupid yeah. 30 barrel yeah right i know it's like <laughs> that's that's our test uh, test block now which, is, which isn't too bad yeah. actually speaking of that 30 we're doing a cool project with 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 you guys at yakman chief uh called in the loop um, yeah, really, tell us about that. yeah, really cool, cool project where we're uh, uh, gonna try to make you know maybe three or four different beers throughout the year, um, package them up and try to get them out to, to craft brewers and stuff like that. Uh, where we try to focus on showcasing an experimental hop. Um, so the very first one we're we're actually brewing it tomorrow, so uh, we'll have it out at the start of hop harvest. But we'll be focusing on uh, showcasing HBC 692, which is a really Kind of tangerine bomb uh, hop that that comes from the Neo Mexicana family, and it's, sure. it's a it's a it's a beautiful beautiful hop, and so that's Ron Mexico's daughter. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. AKA Sabra, right? <laughs> so we're lucky to have actually Ron Mexico's father here with us yeah. today. Uh, <laughs> Carl was uh, instrumental in helping what's now known as Sabro, 
and uh, I won't ask you on the air to tell the uh, your how your informal nickname for software. Well, it is about. a sports show. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. What the heck? I mean, corporate Alex here can can uh, edit it out, but tell us that story. It's a good one. Well, we'll we'll edit a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, Jason Peralt took us out to the single hill plot where each plant is a different variety, and he's like, hey, you got to check this hop out. It it just smells. This is amazing, uh, just bouquet of different aromas. Uh, I get a lot of mint out of it, but a lot of people get some coconut, mm -hmm. uh, hint of dill, uh, but very tropical and very unique. And uh, so uh, we handpicked some, and uh, my buddy, Derry Jeffers, who taught me how to brew uh, a few years prior to this, and this was back in 2007. So I went home, brewed up a fresh hop ale, and we ended up winning the fresh ale, uh, fresh hop ale fest competition for homebrew. So the next year I went back to Jason and uh, said, hey, I need some Ronnie. And uh, he's like, what's Ronnie? And Well, the way I've explained the story is I'll just leave it at, you can't put it on the back of the NFL jersey. And uh, <laughs> so uh, we, that, that was kind of our secret weapon. And uh, so just for years, uh, kind of saw the interest in that grow. And then eventually in 2011, Jason planted an acre. And, and uh, so we could actually have samples to get out to professional brewers. But we released it to homebrewers first yeah, on yeah, the 2015 uh, Homebrew Con, or back then it was a national homebrew conference, yeah, yeah. and did a talk with Jason and Vinny. And, uh, mm -hmm. of course, anything uh, Vinny talks about is quite popular, so we had yeah. a good crowd for that, and oh, yeah, uh, that exactly. was a lot of fun. So it, it's been fun to see that hop grow from uh, you know just a single hill into yeah, a yeah. commercial variety with a lot of success. Yeah. Can, can we at least say that Ron Mexico was an alias uh, used by Michael Vick? And we, we won't tell the reason why, but... <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said it. So. Yeah. Okay. You can Google right. it. I'm, I'm glad we're allowed to say that because we just did. So, uh. Absolutely. Oh, there's my wonderful wife. Uh, she is uh, hooking up something special on the TVs out uh, there. Um, a little tribute? Uh, yeah. So Mike Gettle, our, our CEO, uh, decided uh, Carol's going to be uh, our, our marketing sidekick in Europe uh, nice. and has started an Instagram site called EuroCarl. So, uh, nice. Uh, whenever I do something stupid or inappropriate in Europe, it'll be on the Instagram. And, oh, uh, perfect. Awesome. She has a little uh, uh, start off. This will be uh, a, a live here shortly, too, in a few days. So there will be tidbits of the little nice. thing she's about to put on the screen going on. Cool. Instagram. Perfect. And, and so the crowd's starting to form a little bit for Carl's going away party in about eight minutes. Uh, so we'll... We'll try to fill that eight minutes and then get him out to his adoring fan base. But they're really looking forward to this because this is the last chance to see Carl without tight pants, right. pointed shoes, and a yeah, scarf freeze, around maybe. his <laughs> scarf around his neck. Uh, the the transformation yeah. into Euro Carl has begun. So. Yeah. Uh, Yep, we'll see. Now, Carl, we usually weave a little baseball into our podcast. I, ha I have a baseball story for you. Well, why don't you tell it? That'd it, be it, great. It involves you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. So one day, I'm just out in my yard doing some yard work, and a friend drives by, and he's like, hey, Edgar Martinez is in town. And uh, he's like, you should jump in the car. So... Did I, you know who Edgar Martinez was at the time? I, I did know that, Steve. I'm not that clueless on baseball. But, uh, so I jump in the car, and, and I'm like, crap, I didn't bring anything for him to autograph. So, uh, but I just happened to have uh, a coaster in my pocket, and it just happened to be a really cool coaster that had a little advertisement for the Fresh Hop Ale Fest on one side and Yakima Chief on the other side because we were one of the mm -hmm. sponsors that put together the coaster. So Ed, Edgar signed that. 
nice. and I uh, got home and Carol's like that's pretty cool but you know who will appreciate that a lot more than you and so yep. that that's my only baseball story I have well, I appreciate you sharing with that sharing the with the folks there uh, it is displayed prominently in my man cave it's got a frame you know around it and oh, whatnot perfect. and I will add the following month was the only month Carl's ever been employee of the month for Yakima Chiefs, so <laughs> it all worked out great. And the cool thing about Edgar, too, he was there repping his uh, Mezcal brand, El Zacatecano. Yeah. Oh, so that, cool. that's why he was, yeah. uh, he was at a Mexican restaurant, so uh, he, was, he was a cool guy. Yeah. He, he's not only a Hall of Fame baseball player now, but he's also a successful business person in a couple of different things, and the... Uh, uh, the tequila is one of them, but there's yeah. there's other things. I think he's got a fabric company and a couple other things that he does. So he's got a uh, Ace Hardware light bat. That's right. That, if you remember <laughs> that, that that's a deep dive for Mariners Mariners so, fans from the nineties. Oh my goodness, those commercials were just awesome. You know, yeah. Uh, him driving up with the car when they built Safeco, which is now T-Mobile with the yeah. removable roof and. Looks like we're playing outside today. You know, he flips the thing on and the roof opens up. And oh, there's some really good ones. Yeah, oh, those those are classics. Yeah. So I did buy a Mariners hat too, Steve, to take to Belgium with me to see if anyone will recognize it. Cool. That's yeah, a great yeah, experiment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do play a little bit of baseball, kind of in Belgium, the northern part of Belgium, and into. Uh, the Netherlands, so maybe you'll look out and yeah. someone will, will recognize you. Um, there well, was Case is looking forward to playing some soccer over there. Oh, football, yeah, but I should say. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, don't call it soccer on Monday when you move over there. Yeah. <laughs> football, right? European yeah. football. They don't even put European in front of it, it's just fo football. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep. That's, I'm still not convinced it's a real sport, but. Um, <laughs> But nevertheless, uh, most of the world plays football, and they seem to enjoy it. And there's, uh, didn't we just have a World Cup? The, the women. Yeah. The women. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the women's World Cup, and I think. Yeah, we won it. The Americans won it. Yeah. And well, we watched a little while we were in Belgium. Do, nice. Is the men's soccer team any good? Well, we, we have a, a really good young kid, Christian Pulsic, who's. I want to say it's 20 years old, and he's he's one of the premier faces, kind of in in the EPL league. But outside of that, I don't think he's got much help on on our national team. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully, he can kind of lead a little resurgence of yep. of interest in in American. And Seattle has American a soccer football. team yep. called the Sounders. I yes. think. Yep. yep. yep proud of myself for realizing I realize that because you know I go over for a Mariner game and when they got you know the Mariners at the baseball field and the yeah. Sounders over at the football field yeah. it's a little tougher to get a beer yep and uh, you just kind of the soccer fans and the baseball fans are kind of sneering at each other and, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, nevertheless um, I'm don't think I'll ever be a big soccer fan, but I am learning more about it all the time. And, and Case is a pretty good little soccer player from what I hear. Yeah, he's actually on the Central Washington Sounders team. In the last tournament we had in Tukwila, the Sounders were all at the complex practicing. So I got him a few autographs, and oh, he got to see cool. the players. Oh, and cool. uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So he, uh, uh, when you say he plays for the Central Washington Sounders, is that a kind of a minor league team? Yeah, it's, it's kind of an extension of the Sounders for kids in development. Actually, oh, okay. we played a, um, a Barcelona team in that tournament, and that family actually goes to Barcelona, or those families, I should say, every summer. 
and uh, they were really good. That was oh, a, yeah, the, the one game we lost, and, yeah. uh, those, yeah. and they actually used some of the teachings out of the Barcelona program. And uh, That's awesome. um, when we went to Spain last year, we uh, took Case to a Barcelona uh, football game, and he's he's a big yeah. fan. He's, yeah, he's hooked. I'm I'm thinking that Gettle's probably going to kick me off this podcast for talking <laughs> about soccer so much, but. <laughs> No, but it's 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 really good. I know uh, from my standpoint, it's it's been a pleasure working with Carl for this past 21 years. Um, in my case, kind of started off on the grower owner's side, and then they kicked me off the farm, and I needed a job, so I had the honor of being Carl's boss for a few years and uh, worked very closely with him. And uh, when Gettle brought to me the idea uh, of sending Carl to Europe, I'm thinking. He's the perfect guy. I mean, you can always count on Carl to get things done. Uh, I know you were very instrumental in helping us build our extract plant way back uh, when, um, when uh, Kevin's uh, father, Mike, and I, he's still got a full head of hair. I used to back <laughs> then. Um, but uh, back in, I think, 90, 98. I was getting 98. mixed up. We started in 98 and finished in 99. Yep. And... How many months did it take groundbreaking to running hops and making extract? Uh, it was 13 months from the day I arrived till we were up and running. So groundbreaking was... Um, it was the day before you got yeah, here. Yeah, something so. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much the way it's going to be uh, in Belgium. I think when I land, we're going to be breaking ground yeah. as well. So Okay. Nice. Awesome. That's a wonderful project. It's, it's just... Uh, um, I think a testament to having good people, uh, to having a good vision, uh, to really be focusing on doing what we can to help people like Bell Breaker and other fine brewers make great beer. And that's how you create value. And and uh, uh, it's a testament to our growth that we're going to be able to, to build a, a new warehouse over in Brussels, which will be not just keeping hops cold, but we're also going to build some... What, Tell us the scope of the project. Uh, we'll include some repackaging. So we will sure. ship uh, bulk over, uh, pellet and extract, and package for uh, home brewers on the pellet side as well as uh, uh, commercial brewers, and then uh, uh, repackaging uh, so we can respond to orders more quickly. Because when we get a unique order here in the U.S. to be shipped over there, you know, it'll take us a week or two to produce it, and then it has to go on the pond for three weeks. So the lead time's not as good as we would like. So just uh, another extension to improving our customer service and the, the quality uh, that our brewers enjoy. Good. Super. Well, we're kind of up against our time limit because we got to get Carl out to his uh, the adoring mobs that are gathering. Uh, uh, oh, it looks like a little food here too, huh? Well, that's yeah. great. A little kind of help counter the effects of the beer, I guess. So, <laughs> Carl, uh, congratulations. Good luck. Uh, enjoy that last hoppy beer that you'll get anywhere close to for the next two years. Uh, I'm sure go, brew dogs sell, You can go find beer. a brew dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Um, There's a lot of you know, IPAs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly right. So, yeah. uh, Kevin Smith, uh, thanks yeah, again thank for you. joining us. Uh, now, now that we know you're... Uh, an accomplished uh, pinch hitter, kind yep. of up there along Manny Moda kind of yeah, yeah. kind of standard. Uh, Willie we Bloomquist-esque. <laughs> 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 and uh, Carl, again, congratulations, good luck, and uh, thanks for joining us today. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. All right. Cheers, All right. guys. Thanks. Cheers.